0: Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they're seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Stacey Poole. She's the Chief Marketing Officer for Noodles & Company. Uh, how are you today, Stacey?
1: I am doing fantastic. It's Friday. Great. We're ahead of the weekend. That is,
0: that is that is that is correct. Uh, 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 hopefully uh, you'll have a wonderful weekend out in Colorado. So thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. So uh, first off, we like to start these on a more personal level. We love to get to know the person we're speaking with, uh, you know, a little more. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your uh, uh, kind of job history uh, and then also a little bit about your position at Noodles and Company?
1: Yeah, I have been the chief marketing officer here at Noodles and Company for three years now. So I joined two months, eight weeks before the pandemic, which is crazy to even think. Um, I feel very happy and proud that we made it through. Um, So that's a big win for the last three years. But before that, I actually really started my career in the technology space, which I think has been very beneficial to me just because, Marketing is so much around, uh, you know, focused on marketing technology. And so having that background allows me to be fairly deadly (laughs) in that space. But I started my career at Accenture in the consulting world. Then I moved over to the client side and stayed client side ever since then. But I've moved around to a lot of different positions. I've done, you know, I grew up in the digital world. So I've done e-commerce, I've been a a IT business analyst during that timeframe also played a lot on the operational side, crazy enough, before I uh, headed my way into the marketing space. But probably I would say the most, like the biggest growth job that I had was definitely at Vail Resorts. That's where I was right before Noodles and Company. But I was blessed and very honored to work for our CEO there as his chief of staff. And that was like a year of just like, you know, uh, and kind of like an accelerated MBA program. Um, So for me, that was probably the most pivotal moment for being able to kind of be where I'm at now. Um, So really fun, different industries, you know, a pretty exciting journey I've had.
0: That's awesome. Um, And for a fun fact, we love to get a fun fact, a passion we have skiing, scuba diving, uh, herding cows. what's What's a fun fact?
1: Herding cows. Yeah, sometimes, well, our next door neighbors race donkeys. So I'd really love to say that that's my passion, but I have not been honored to do that quite yet. Um, I would say, you know, I have a 16 and a 13 year old, right right in the sweet spot of um, being able to take them and anywhere, travel with them anywhere. Uh, we just two weeks ago, took them over to Germany and Italy um, to just experience the history of that part of the world. And so by far, that's my family's biggest passion, is going out, exploring, seeing different cultures. Um, I think that that's really, really important. So that's my, I just love to travel.
0: Okay, great. Uh, it's always fun to travel. Uh, when you look at Noodles & Company, uh, familiar with Noodles & Company, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the restaurant chain, maybe a little bit about history, how it was founded, uh, for those who may not know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Noodles and Company started in 1995 in Colorado and then extended its presence into Wisconsin. Um, And then now we have uh, just over 450 restaurants. A lot of people ask me how much is franchise and company. So franchise is around 20%. The other 80% is company owned. Um, And we really, our presence is really heavy in the Midwest area. We have a lot of restaurants in Minnesota. We have restaurants in Wisconsin, Illinois, Colorado. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting to, to to have such a high concentration there, but we have very high loyalty in those spaces as well. Um, we serve you know, upwards of like 22 different dishes that are inspired by the global flavors of the world. Our culinary team has tremendous experience and understanding of the trends that are out there. And I think that they do such a great job of bringing new flavors, new spices, even new noodles into the food portfolio just to to provide exposure to different flavors of the world. That's really important to us. Um, And so, yeah, I I think if, if you haven't tried it, Mark, hopefully you have, but if you haven't tried it, it's worth it because, you know, we're known for a couple of things. One is the variety that you have on the menu. So uh, often we'll hear you can get something for everyone. So everybody in your party is happy when they go to noodles. But the other part of it, and we just launched this back in May, was our new brand position, which is Uncommon Goodness. But the reason I'm going to bring this up is because it is truly who we are. We're very unexpected. That's what you think when you think of uncommon is like, wow, the food is so delicious. It's a great value. The experience is just quite unique when it comes to the fast casual space. But then you think of the word goodness and you think around, they're just good. Like they're good people. They have great values. It's great food. It's good service, good ambiance. And so those two words together really encapsulate the evolution of the brand um so we uh, mostly everything you'll see around now is saying is showing uncommon goodness
0: that's awesome that's great to hear that uh it, it, very familiar with noodles and company uh it, it once was a, a big staple we couldn't drive by going uh, uh when we drove by one we uh, would always stop in especially i have kids that play at a pretty high level uh sports soccer swimming so we're usually all over the country um so obviously pasta is a a good Good uh, thing in that uh, regard. So, yes, very familiar with uh, News & Company. Great product. Thanks. So when you look at customers. We have, uh, you know, about 150 members that are uh, brands that are members of Multi360. We talk with them about a number of topics. And one of the big topics is how customers are changing. You know, going through COVID, there are some changes coming out of COVID and now, uh, you know, changing again. You know, how do you see your customers changing at Noodles & Company and maybe in kind of the fast casual uh, industry in general?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because there was obviously a lot of movement over the course of the last three years. But what I would say is one thing that's held really solid for us and has been consistent is digital, the usage of digital. We actually had a very strong digital presence before COVID. Um, You know, we had upwards of 55 percent of our sales coming through digital. It remains about that. Now, of course, it accelerated when everything shut down, but we we still are one of the leaders when it comes to digital ordering. Um, so that's continuing to hold. But what I would say, what we're kind of seeing now in terms of changes is, you know, there are definitely um, pressures, inflationary pressures that that consumers are feeling. And so they're looking for deals. They're looking for, they're engaging with brands that they're super loyal to, that they know that they're going to get their money's worth. Um, So that's probably the biggest change right now is how do you ensure that the entire experience that the guest has with you feels great, right? Because they are so value conscious. Um, And I'd say we've done a good job of introducing not necessarily discounts because we don't discount our brand, but we expose the fact that we have something for everyone, whether it is food or whether it's a price point. And then we're highly, highly engaged with our rewards members. And we've seen really strong engagement over the last six months as people kind of like tighten their belts a little bit around um, their financials. So um, that's probably that I would say in the last six months has been the biggest noticeable thing for me.
0: Okay. Excellent. Uh, partnerships, they're, a, a you know, a significant area of interest for, uh, brands today, growing area of interest, uh, for members of loyalty through 60, uh, especially for those who run customer loyalty programs. What do partnerships mean to noodles and company and how do you make them mutually beneficial to all participants?
1: Yeah. Partnerships are extremely critical. And I'm going to talk about partnerships from two different angles. One is the internal partners we have, like. We have amazing vendor support that lets us, you know, do what we need to do and help support us and push us to, to continue to innovate. And then we have the external partnerships. Um, both both are absolutely instrumental for our success. But some of the external partners that we've done, you know, we've done a partnership with Truff. We're currently um, partnering with Better Health around, excuse me, Better Help around um, mental wellness. It's Mental Wellness Month, and it's really, really important for us. Um, And it's to our core as a brand to focus on mental health and making sure that our employees have access to the tools that they need, as well as guests. So this BetterHelp partnership is really about giving, you know, providing therapy to people that maybe wouldn't have access to it. And so if you visit one of our stores, you get a month of of therapy from BetterHelp. And so those, the reason that they're important to us is not just reinforces our core values, but it benefits our guests in a way, in a unique way that is definitely different from what they might get from somebody else.
0: Okay. And how did that partnership with Better Health come into being?
1: Yeah. So it was, the idea came about, um, really it was, came about when we started talking about our employees and like the, the some of the primary things that they're struggling with. Um, just because that is such a massive focus for us and it continued to surface. And I think everybody is feeling this right now is how much uh, how much more people are aware of their own mental health, but how much more challenging it has been to stay mentally healthy over the last three years. Um, so we're seeing it with our employees and then you see these macro trends and we were talking with our creative agency of like, how do we address this? And so it came about. From just understanding guest trends, understanding where our employees at and how we can truly leverage our value system around loving and caring for our guests and employees. Um, and that's so that's that's how it came about. And then, of course, we reached out to BetterHelp and they felt like it was a strong partnership, too, based on their value system and our value system.
0: Excellent. OK, that's great. And, and corporate social responsibility is a big area of focus uh, for our uh, you know, people who run customer multi-programs, uh, but getting it right can be a big challenge. A lot of people talk about being corporately responsible and, and doing things that benefit their employees and customers, and they may not always be do so, but it sounds like yours is very uh, strategically designed to, to, to help people in, in, in a very germane manner. Um, when you look at the partnerships with uh, BetterHelp, how does that fit into your overall CSR strategy?
1: Yeah, the CSR strategy, you know, we really have four pillars of our CSR strategy. We have people, we have communities, we have food, and we have um, the planet. And so those four things, everything that we do, we think about how is it going to continue to evolve our strategies in those four areas. And the BetterHelp partnership was really, you know, I mean, I think it can bet- it can help all of them, but it was really around two two big pieces, which is how are we helping our communities, which is our guests? How are we providing them tools and access to things that they may not have had previously? And our mission starts with nourishing and inspiring our team members, our guests, and our communities. That's our mission. And so when we think about that, it is about how can we give back to our communities, which BetterHelp did, and then also how do we reinforce with our team members, our people, that taking care of their mental health is their number one priority. And so, you know, we, anything that we do, whether it's something that we're looking at sustainable packaging, or whether we're looking at, you know, bringing in new ingredients, it all rolls up to what are some of our guiding principles in each of those four pillars.
0: Okay. Excellent. And when you look at customer loyalty, uh, it's very important uh, growing area of uh, importance and impact. We'd love to understand how brands are defining customer loyalty, what it means to them from a qualitative perspective. You know, how do you uh, define customer loyalty? What does it mean to Noodles & Company?
1: Yeah, at the very largest level, I would say customer loyalty is really about lifetime value. Um, and we're, we are getting more and more sophisticated to understand how valuable a guest is to us over the time that they've been with us so at the very top level that's what I would say is the most important thing for us and then the tool that we use to help engage in a more personalized and targeted way is definitely our rewards program but loyalty at the top level of course we'd want everybody in our rewards program but for me it is very much on like how are we bringing people back into the brand and ideally they'd be part of that program so loyalty to me at the at the top level is around lifetime value, but then it is about the advocacy, you know, that, that people have around the brand. Are they talking about it? Are they posting about it? Are they giving us, you know, positive scores when they're giving us feedback? Are they having a great experience at our restaurants? Are they saying that our food is delicious? Cause food, when it comes down to it, craveable food is the thing that re- the reason people go back to our Absolutely. restaurants. So it, it you know, I think that that's important. And we monitor all those metrics because we do have a pretty good sense of what drives overall loyalty.
0: Excellent. And when you look at your customer loyalty uh, program, your rewards program, and what are two or three things that you think Noodles & Company is doing well?
1: Yeah, I think um, number one, I would say is personalization. I think we have done a great job on leveraging the data that we have to make the experience with our program and our brand more personalized. Um, I do, I'm very, very proud of the number of members we have. We have uh, just beat a 4.5 million, which was a goal for ours in 2022. And I think that that's important because if you kind of look at our footprint, which is the around the 450, like we have a pretty small footprint. So to have 4.5 million members in our program, I'm really, really proud of that. And then I would say the third thing is engagement with our program. Like we have seen very strong engagement, especially over the last six months. And the way we look at engagement is both from the, like how many of those members are active in our program, but then also what is the, how is redemption growing? Are we giving them the right offers and are they redeeming those offers? And is that growing? And we had record numbers in the latter half of last year, which I'm really, really proud of.
0: That's awesome. When you look at uh, the program, are there a few things that you would like to do better? Things that uh, you you think you could improve upon?
1: Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. I think one is, you know, I think a lot of um, programs in our industry specifically are oriented around points. And we've done a lot of research that points are a little challenging for people to understand. So if we're going to keep some aspect of points, we have to educate. Like we've got to educate what points mean and how quickly you can um get points and then how you use them so it's kind of just this educational component and then the second thing i would say is that we just continue need to accelerate our growth uh, our member growth and our engagement because that data um, is just absolutely essential to be able to go out and deliver you know a better offer a better message and just to be more targeted and personalized with our data Um, and so i I think that we can continue to get better and better on how we're growing the program and engaging our guests in the program
0: okay excellent uh you kind of touched on a little bit there's a growing focus uh within brands today to understand their customers uh, a little bit better customers are changing you know how are you focusing on understanding your customers at uh, noodles and company
1: we do extensive research I would say that, especially in the rewards program, we've done extensive research. And the second thing is we are building up our marketing analytics team to be able to really assess, like, you know, if we put out an offer and we're testing that offer. So say we have an A and a B offer, you know, what's resonating um, with guests, but not at a macro level. We do look at it at a more segmented level. So people that are highly loyal, what's gonna resonate with them more than people that maybe are just joining the program. Um, So for us, it is about really digging into the data, whether it is coming from a study that we've done or whether it's our own data, um, and just constantly iterating and testing and learning along the way.
0: Okay, great. Uh, when you look at the uh, the program uh, that you've rolled out, very successful, if you could uh, look at one of your competitors and ask them a question about their program, a program maybe you admire, maybe not, not even necessarily a competitive program, uh, what question would you ask?
1: So I'm glad you said not necessarily a competitive program because I'm going to go out of industry yep. um, because I have, I'm very loyal to some brands. And the one I'm probably most loyal to is Sephora. Sephora has had this loyalty program forever. I mean, it feels like forever for me, but uh, you know, as I was kind of like processing and thinking about like different loyalty programs and what I've been observing is I keep going back to why does Sephora pull me in every single time (laughs) and I can get their product really anywhere. Most things I can get anywhere. And I, if I, whether it's a hair product or makeup product, I go back to Sephora instead of some just like, you know, big shop that like a Nordstrom's or something like that. And here's what I would say is that there's choice. There's choice in how you leverage the program benefits. And there's a lot of choice in their stores. Exclusivity. So you feel like when you walk up to their point of sale system and you can choose, there's the choice piece. But then you have you're getting exposure to these exclusive items that you may you know, that you may not have access to, like, to me, I feel really, really special that I can choose, but that I'm getting access to something that I haven't before. And I would say the third piece is really about like, I feel like there's tremendous value coming into, you know, coming back to me in terms of the program is that I get, I could choose my dollar off, I could try a new product. Um, You know, I just constantly get this feeling that I'm progressing in the program, program, and I'm getting value out of it. So That being said, if you take it back to the Noodles Rewards Program, we are doing more around choice. We have exclusivity around when we bring in a new product, we are actually offering it to our rewards members only. And then the value equation is like, how are you looking at that value from beginning to end? So if I could ask Sephora one thing, I'd say... What, what was the moment in time, what is the decision that you made to accelerate growth and drive more engagement? Because that's ultimately what I think that we can do better at.
0: Okay, great. Well, Sephora is a member of the 360 so I could introduce you to the, the, the person running the program. You could ask oh my,
1: I would love that.
0: Okay, Thank great. you. Great. That yeah, absolutely. A day.
1: <laughs> um
0: when you look at uh your program how do you keep it current with the uh, ever changing needs of the customers uh, the interests of your customers how do, how do you keep it uh up to date?
1: Yeah, I you know I would say there the, um, the research that we've done has informed a couple of things. One is that people want more value from the program. And so leveraging that research and putting it into practice, we're in the middle of doing that right now. So when we think about keeping it up to date, not only are we looking at you know uh, programs outside the industry, programs inside the industry, but also what are our guests telling us? How are they behaving? And how are we gonna continue to test and learn around it? So like one thing that we've heard in some of our research lately. And also what you're seeing from some of the other um, programs is um, people want to feel like they're getting something every time they visit. That's the way I felt about Sephora, right? Like every time I go, I get to pick something within the program. And so, you know, this, this always on benefit that they get from being part of the program we're going to be doing some testing and learning around that because that's the feedback that we've got is like, I want to feel like I'm getting rewarded every time I walk in and points is part of that. But then also what is something tangible that they can get in that moment as well?
0: Okay. Excellent. Looking forward to hearing more on that. Um, And, and the last, uh, you know, uh, second, last question, Uh, you know, actually the last question, uh, what can loyalty 360 do to help you and your team and your customer loyalty journey?
1: Well, you just said it. That's amazing. If, if, Connecting us with other programs um, to just understand how they're driving success, how they're driving engagement. I think that that would be amazing. I also think, Mark, the content that you put out and the conversations you're having are invaluable to me. Um, Being able to watch them to understand what people are doing. So just continuing to have that conversation Um, to me is really, really important because that's the type of stuff that you don't get access to all the time. So the fact that you're bringing it forward so that we can all do better and all learn has been uh, very valuable. So please, please keep going with those conversations.
0: Absolutely, well, thank you, uh, Stacey, uh, for that feedback. And also thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, We appreciate it and look forward to continuing to learn and see what uh, Noodles & Company does in 2023.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's been a nice conversation, thanks.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening and make sure you join us back for another edition of our Leader in Customer Loyalty Series. Have a wonderful day.